You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. Hey everyone, it's time once again to start getting excited about the Montreal Fringe Festival. Uh, the 2019 edition promises, as always, once again to be bigger and better than everything. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Uh, there's a hundred shows, there's English shows, there's French shows, there's the Fringe Park, there's bands playing, Planet Smashes are playing at the Fringe Park, there's mini Fringe, there's drag races. There are so many different ways to Fringe and it all starts uh, very, very, very soon. Uh, as always, Sarah and I uh, have sat down with a couple of the artists to talk about some of their upcoming shows. Obviously, this is just the tip of the iceberg uh, of what the Fringe has to offer. Um, so anyway, yeah, head out to the Fringe, go see shows, uh, enjoy yourselves if you see Sarah and I, uh, come say hi, and enjoy this Recording Fringe episodes, Sarah. Yep. Yep. We are fringing. Yep. So, uh, our guest at this time just explained in the very, very brief pre interview <laughs> that he did not expect uh, to have a second Fringe show. Oh. Or a first one. Or a first or one. Or a first one. <laughs> so, you were so peer pressured into the first one? Uh, more or less. <laughs> peer encouraged. Peer encouraged. Oh, yeah. See, right. that, that, that's, that's better. Yeah, that's has a mu- much better ring to it than, than peer pressure. <laughs> sounds less coercive. Right. Yeah. And how, how did you get into a second show, Mike? Uh, I won the Spirit of the Fringe, or my company, yeah. uh, Cynical Dog Productions, mm-hmm. won the Spirit of the Fringe. And about half of our members had already won it with another company before. Okay. Uh, yeah. And yeah, so part of that package is you get a guaranteed spot in the following Fringe, mm-hmm. and this is the following Fringe. So here we are. Uh, so what was your show last, what, what show had won Spirit of the Fringe? So last year it was, uh, Justice on the Ropes, a Clint Hacker mystery. Okay. Which was like a sort of genre-y, noir, uh, detective mystery. Okay. Uh, taking place in sort of a magical realist pro wrestling universe. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And it didn't have any uh, wrestling for like safety and money reasons. Right. But it had... Some elements of mystery, at least. Like, but you had you have people like cutting wrestling style promos. And oh yeah, we did. Like, <laughs> we had the full intro. We had uh, a bunch of our crew was already familiar with some of the local wrestling scene. Like mm-hmm. our stage manager uh, works local wrestling promotions as well. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting, was sort it, of running that flag up. Was it James? It, was, uh, it wasn't Jimmy. Well, actually, Jimmy came in to put eyeballs on some of our rehearsals, but it was uh, Blake uh, Beans, maybe. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it was interesting, sort of running up that like wrestling flag and yeah. seeing who saluted and <laughs> seeing all this, <laughs> this like underground scene pop like yeah, yeah. there's a wrestling thing going on yeah, yeah so that was yeah that was really cool and, and this one i hope does not have wrestling either this one does not have you wrestling will have knives it does well, have knives so we also briefly talked about this that uh mike is um becoming walter's arch nemesis i yeah. think so if you did a show about wrestling one year, which mm-hmm. is like part of Wal- Walter's niche, and then a show with knives the next year, which is also part of Walter's niche, you're just like coming for Walter. I'm actually building <laughs> a robust CV to be Walter's understudy. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense then. See, this is why we didn't have him on the show, just in case. Just in case he was just like, no, Mike is here. Uh, this show seems smaller than the this last is, show. This is smaller. That <laughs> is somewhat by design. Okay. Because uh, I have no theater background. Okay. I just started volunteering with the Fringe a few years ago. And uh, a friend of mine, Martin Goche, who's helping me with some of the AV stuff on this show, mm-hmm. uh, is like 
trained to be a wrestler, is super yeah. into wrestling, sort of got me into wrestling. Um, and so we already had these characters that were kicking around, like yeah. we create characters in the video games, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the universe... Create a wrestler. Fr- yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. So, so sort of the universe and storyline from last year came out of just, just that. Mm-hmm. And so when people are like, when are you going to do a show? You've been around the fringe. And it's like, 2013, mm-hmm. when are you going to have a thing? I'm like, okay, what could I do? Well, I could do a show with these characters. So we right. did that. Then we got Spirit of the Fringe, and all of a sudden I had to do a show for this year. And like, oh, what, uh, what, uh, what can I do that I already do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't need to do new research. <laughs> uh, and one of the things I've been getting into last uh, year or two was knife sharpening. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, like, I went to Boy Scouts, and I just like sort of arts and crafts, right. yeah. you know, Ron Swanson kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I've been just getting deeper and deeper into this thing. Right. And like a full whetstone and, and yeah, full that, whetstone, yeah. the whole thing. Um, the art, the art, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 The but the also the science, thing. because like you get into these like Wikipedia rabbit holes. You're like, but what, wait, wait, what is that thing? I didn't yeah. hear yeah. that thing before, and get deeper and deeper. So, so yeah, it's very much by design. A small, portable, fits in a suitcase kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because as much as I really lucked out in getting a good crew last year, mm-hmm. I was just like, I need. I need to sort of do a solo, just you Give know, it go into my it little writing den and just just do all the work like that, mm-hmm. um, and just to sort of develop a skill set that's a bit more more portable. Like if it gets picked up for another city, I'm like, okay, got my briefcase, good to go. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, and it's been it's closer to my sort of comfort zone of how I work. Okay. Just sort of very singular, geeky, solitary stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so set i guess the show like we establish your you are sharpening knives on stage mm-hmm. right uh, so and that's i guess part of it that <laughs> is, it is part of it yeah. are you sharpening your own knives or are you sharpening can the, the audience, audience bring knives? dull blades here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't a fringe show maybe maybe i could i could like open it up to bring your knives and I'll sharpen them and tell you. But I'm not going to do a fringe show where I'm like, hey, random people in Montreal, come into the venue with knives. Uh, So no. Yeah, that (laughs) that sounds about right, actually. Especially like it's St. Laurent. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we exactly. get, you know, there, there's... Walter will bring his machete. That's what I'm telling you. If you open the door to that, Walter will show up with a machete. Well, but I that's how you get, <laughs> no, you know. That's that's a lot of real estate. I'm not sure opening a machete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm already sort of thinking of how I would expand the show. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, I'm, I have to cut stuff out to make a 45-minute time limit. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, this would be really cool if we had guests. And sort right. of the, the re- re- original sort of incarnation of the show was I'd have a guest who'd be like... I brought this because this, you know, my grandpappy gave me this. Or oh, this yeah. was the first yes. knife I used when I became a chef. Or, yeah. You know, things where there, there's a story and there's sort of an emotional attachment and there's a sort of view into somebody's sort of values and experiences through that object. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah which, which is sort so of what true. it is for me. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that if and when it goes well, um, I can sort of say, okay, that's great. I sort of got, got my legs under me now. Yeah. And this is a project that can can go on because there is like with wrestling there's there's this community of people who are like super into the science of it they're super into geeking out on it yeah they drop big coin on this stuff yeah well a friend of a friend of ours is is into becoming handyman and stuff like that also but is also into sharpening knives and it's just continually like 
uh, we play Dungeons and Dragons and stuff together, and at Dungeons and Dragons, inevitably, while we're just playing, he's just sharpening something, just like continually. And then, like you said, there's the, the stones and the this and that, and then learning about the metal and the blades and whatever. I'm like, all right, cool, man. I was like, I guess that's for you. But yeah, but like I think when people start to get into it, they get real into it. And like you said, there's always the stories, which as soon as people found out in our friend circle that this guy sharpens knives, Sarah was like, here's my nunna's, uh, like, meat cleaver. That and is, also the, that has the been, scissors. Yeah, that has been dulled and is, like, fallen out of use, but it's been in the family for all this and that. You had the... Uh, They're, like, 100 years old, the yeah. scissors and the uh, the cleaver. Yeah, exactly, like, scissors that they use to cut pasta and stuff or whatever. <laughs> They're but again, actually gardening scissors, but we use it for food. <laughs> yeah. No wrong way. But like, like you said, though, there's always kind of like this. A story behind yeah. why you have this thing. Yeah. Unless it's just like, eh, this is whatever. Yeah. So but is that what your show is like more about? Is it about like your, like, I don't know, I'm assuming. It's, it's I about mean, you. It's about a bunch of stuff. What is it about? It's mm-hmm. yeah. like I'm still sort of taking stuff out to make room for stuff that works better as as a show yeah okay. and so like as i was going through the different iterations of it it was like okay this is just about the science this is about the objects and this is about the science behind them yeah mm-hmm. and okay. then like well no but you know we want to hear about why how you came to this okay so i wrote another draft and was like but now this is about me but the show's not about me the show is about knives and so there's i'm trying to strike that balance between like the object the thing the history of the thing yeah and also trying to explain to people how this guy gets into, you know, and this guy and, and people like this guy get into being so fascinated with something, which on the face was like a really simple object. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so the show is really about, if I was to like draw a thread, it'd be me starting with this, this particular knife that I wanted to sharpen and then figuring out how, how to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then sort of tracing this line through, a lot of it was just like Reddit and YouTube. You just hop on the internet, yeah. and like, yeah. how do you do this? Yeah. And just discovering this 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 world and people who were in the same spot who they just ended up up to their eyebrows in all of this like metallurgy and history mm-hmm. and, yeah. and design and all these different elements and trying to sort of explain it as much to myself as to anybody else, right. <laughs> like how people get to this point. Um, but also the sides of it, and I think I think I've done a fairly good job of like making it digestible in the time that's available. But okay. the sides yeah. of it is really cool and really old, and steel's been like with human civilization for like six thousand years. Yeah. yeah. But just in the last like hundred years, it's totally changed, mm-hmm. and the way that steel sort of like undergirds so much of just civilization yeah yeah yeah. uh is a story in itself and so like i have some background like i've i've done some lectures i've done some teaching my background's mostly in philosophy and academics okay and so i was able to sort of tap some of that for like taking really in some ways very intimidating body of like knowledge Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like okay how do i keep people awake through this (laughs) (laughs) and how do i sort of bang it out without skipping or and so like, parts are necessary. So if you do come to the show, or when you do come to the show, listener, uh, you're gonna learn. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I mean, unless unless you spend as much time as I do <laughs> geeking out on on metallurgy, mm-hmm. um, you're like this stuff is gonna be new, and I hope interesting. <laughs> um, and also, it's not just sort of like stuff in textbook, uh, but just in the last week. Okay. Um, a lot of the sort of the YouTube 
uh, sort of bro science stuff okay. has been going on, has been advancing so fast that parts of my script are already obsolete. So oh, wow. <laughs> so so just out of, out of pure chance, uh, this weird little pocket of like testing and knowledge and people saying like, oh, why doesn't think this thing work well? And says, oh, it's because those guys use the wrong treatment. Uh, so just these people with like hardness testers and some shop equipment mm-hmm. okay. are uh, advancing steel in ways that hasn't been known, done over like the last hundred years. That's cool. <laughs> just like people in their, in their basements and people in their garages. And so I think that, that's a nice illustration of some of the points I'm trying to get at the show where mm-hmm. it's uh, elements of sort of empowerment through knowledge because yeah. these are objects that are sort of simple enough in their properties that you can test them yeah. and sort of figure stuff out. Yeah. So yeah, it's sort of gotten away from me. <laughs> so, so basically, sorry. Go ahead. No, you. No, no. you. Right. I, I, I was going to say, so basically, if you come to the show if you want to learn and geek out about some metal, some nice sharpenings. Yes, I, I screwed up all those words, but mm-hmm. anyway. Some knife sharpenings. You know, you knife know. sharpenings. Uh, and wait, wait, hold on. Whoa. Whoa. Yep. And you also want to get to know uh, about Mike a little bit, because mm. he also said that he's bringing some, some into, or a character that Mike is playing on stage. I mean, I'm always kind of playing a character. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's so a, there's an element of performance stage. in all of us. Yeah. That is, uh, yeah. So if you're, or if you uh, like uh, knife sharpening yourself. Yeah, I, I was gonna. S- my question, that sounds like a solid recommendation. My question was, is how uh, how do you, as a pro- I guess a performer and putting on the show, how do you bridge the gap uh, of someone who is like not necessarily down for forty five minutes of learning about <laughs> metallurgy and stuff, but you're like, no, 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 trust me. Like, like, how do you how do you pull that? The guy? elevator pitch for the person who does want to listen to four to five minutes of metallurgy. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, <laughs> so let's let's just go into that then, because we like, usually well, give ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess there's two pitches. There's one yeah. pitch is if so some, if someone is like knives are awesome, you're like, don't worry, I have the show for you. But if someone's like, I could care less about metallurgy and knives, they'll be like, what the fuck is metal energy? Metal energy. <laughs> <laughs> it's see. Eh. 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 I think the in, for the, the in for that is it's also meditation on technology okay. and how we relate to technology. Mm-hmm. And I like to sort of counterbalance the knife with like a cell phone, which is this thing that's like changing. So much of how it works is opaque. Mm-hmm. So much of it is like dependent on a server halfway around the world yeah. or some line of code that somebody else has written. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I don't even have a smartphone. <laughs> 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 um, I've decided like, that's why I'm not on social media. <laughs> I just can't be arsed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think even if you're not into the details of the technology and stuff the way that I am, yeah. I'm hoping that the way that I view technology as sort of uh, embodying different sets of values and different sets of sort of wanting to relate the world mm-hmm. okay. is something that sort of everyone can get on board because we all are have misgivings or frustrations about the way that technology works or doesn't work for us. And yeah. so this is just sort of one extremely particular granular example of like this guy's experience with these particular technologies okay Okay. but hopefully it's it's told in a way that's engaging enough that it's going to sort of resonate with people yeah cool is there like uh because you mentioned your background in philosophy is there like a a a lesson like a philosophical piece there's a few men men, i'm just saying just just hearing you talk or whatever i'm just sort of like 
when you think about like how how and why we even started having knives you know and like men's relationship with technology and stuff like i don't know there, it seems that there's a something philosophical there that could get on there is at least a little bit like there is and like i i do name drop a few philosophers mm-hmm. um if any philosophy students come to the show they could be like actually like, <laughs> um but no, this this uh, particularly uh, there's a, a field of philosophy called phenomenology, okay, which is sort of like the where existentialism came out of. But pheno- phenomenology is sort of like let's try and describe and map out in a way that all, we can all sort of agree on just how we experience experience the world. Mm-hmm. So not just like what the objects are in themselves, but like what is it like to be with other people? What is it like to engage? with a tool in hand and sort of like these modes of being and can we describe that and other people be, people be like yeah that describes a, a thing that i experience okay too so even if it's subjective you can sort of articulate your subjective experience in a way that other subjects are like yeah that sort of describes the contours of my experience too um uh, like find, finding like the common ground through like yeah use of yeah because through, even though the experience of a tool or whatever like yeah because we're yeah. all individuals but yeah. we're individuals that are, tend to be constituted in very yeah, common yeah. ways, yeah. and so we experience uh, the world in common ways. I think if you're an intellectual, uh, or consider yourself as an intellectual, yeah, this is a play for you. <laughs> I would say so. Or a show. <laughs> I, I, it would be insufferable if you weren't. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, um, a lot of what this guy Heidegger, where this is phenomenolo- phenomenology theory talks about is uh tools and he Mm -hmm. talks about how something is like i have a tool in my hand and i'm using it and i sort of stop becoming aware that i have a tool in my hand because i'm just focused on the work that i'm doing yeah Yeah. but then it stops working so Mm -hmm. like the knife becomes dull yeah and then all of a sudden like there's a knife in your hand again yeah because you're not doing things like ah this thing's back and it's it's no longer just an extension of me wanting to like change the world in ways it's this thing that has these properties I don't understand and it's not working the way I want yeah. it to work because it has these properties that don't work the way it's supposed to work and that's sort of a jumping off point for being like oh so, so what's going on here and what do I have to like yeah interact with to make it make a change again so he cool. there's a guy dropped in there there's a few other sprinklings of philosophers too but mm-hmm. I didn't want that to bog down too much okay just because philosophy is such a in-depth conversation it's like a five-hour conversation that you jump into the middle of yeah like, so what's going on you can't, <laughs> oh, I can't yeah i was like you just said there was a whole rab- rabbit hole of, of metallurgy that go- that you went down to throw philosophy into it you're you're going deep at that point that's like, not yeah. a 45 minute yeah, show it's 45 minutes suddenly becomes not nearly enough to, <laughs> if you're gonna go that route but i think that thematically they are sort of twinned in the sense that they're they both get at this idea to want to understand um Maybe starting with a very simple question, but understand like what? Why does this work? Why does it not work? How does it work? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, like having the same piece of metal cut one day yeah. and then not the other. Like, yeah. you know, and, and some people like, just be like, "Is it sharp now?" Like, good. And like, don't you want to know how it got sharp? Like, no, I'm good. Yeah, you're like, and what other people on the molecular level that made <laughs> it sharp. <laughs> like, or, yeah. and then you have it actually does it actually does get that deep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then you have people who like own hundreds of knives and have sunk tens of thousands of dollars in their collections uh, and buy all the sharpening equipment and mm. read all the guides, and I, but don't use them because for them it's not about having a tool. Yeah, It's about understanding this little corner of the physical world. Yeah. Okay. And that yeah. just makes them feel good to know that I've... I've mastered this this field of knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Like I forget where it was. I think it was on, on Reddit or whatever, but they had those like... 
different blades under a microscope and so you could start to like physic like visually perceive yeah well i have a microscope in the show yeah i got a little usb microscope that's it says it's a thousand <laughs> who, who knows who knows what the levels yeah um but yeah because like these edges are so small like the cutting edge is less than about a millionth of a meter yeah um, and so it's basically invisible. Yeah. And so that's why there's all this sort of folk things like, well, you know what's sharp when it does this, or you know what's sharp when it does Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas really now it's like, well, I know what's sharp when I put it on the microscope, and I can yeah, see exactly. it sharp. Yeah, you can visually see it, yeah. Yeah, but how much fun is that? <laughs> it's still pretty fun. Exactly. If you can swipe it through a strand of hair or whatever. Yeah, well, <laughs> my... I'm still not sure if I can pull it off, but I would like at the end of the show to be able to take one of the knives that I sharpen. I have them in stages, sort of like in a cooking show, where it's like, yeah. oh, I've already prepared this thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would like to be able to split a hair under the microscope. That's the. Um, that's the I've got. So you gotta get practicing. Well, I've. Walter just stabs himself with his knives. Yours knives tricks. Actually I gotta do seven shows. I can <laughs> stab myself on the first day. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Speaking of which. Why? What's up? Which venue? Yep. Which, which dates? Venue number three. Okay. Petit and Po. Mm-hmm. Uh. Bear with me, guys, because okay. it's all in a row. June 7, 8, 9, 10, not 11. Take a break. 12, <laughs> 14, and then 15. Also the 13, take a break. Okay. I'm so tired already. <laughs> <laughs> Seven shows, uh, so many knives. Like, basically, <laughs> like, every day, back to back. Kind of, like, all over the board in terms of time. So, so I guess to, we'll, we'll, link, we'll link to the, so, the post. So, if you want to see it, you have a lot of variety. Yeah, a lot of variety. Is what I was trying to say. Opening, what time is opening? Opening, 5 o'clock, 17 hours, June 7th. June 7th, that's a Friday? Uh, yeah, that's the yes. Friday. <laughs> yeah, 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 We're a week out. It's okay. You don't need to know all your days. <laughs> Just one at a time. So you got a week to um, cut hairs under a microscope. Yeah. And see how it goes. Yeah. I say Walter is so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. He can come. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I'm definitely sure he will. And you will be talking to you to be like, we need to. Can you sharpen my? Yeah, machete? exactly. That's it. We need to do sharp stuff. And you're like, I think we're appreciating knives on a different level. We got we got <laughs> non-overlapping magisteria. I think. Is the <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mike. That was awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for listening to that. That was a whole lot of fun. We're looking forward to these shows so much. You have no idea. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast that you just heard, you might want to go check out our website at 9to5.cc. We do podcasts all year long. We also uh, write some blogs. We also draw and publish some comics. Uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can go to patreon.com slash 9to5cc. Otherwise, you can just uh, enjoy our content for free. We're not going to ever kind of start charging for the website, so don't worry about that. If you see us at any of the festivals come out and say hi and uh, tell your friends about this little podcast that you heard it's awesome 905.cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011